You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after an exciting Saturday at Truist Park as the Braves pick up a win and come from behind fashion against the Washington Nationals. And they do so to help Spencer Strider earn a little bit of history. He did it twice over, winning his 20th game, setting the franchise strikeout record for a single season as well. And, oh, by the way, that guy, Ron Lacuna Jr., he was also setting records as the Braves picked up a 5-3 victory to even up this series with the Nationals at a game apiece heading into the regular season finale. How did we get here? I don't know. We do it one at a time, and eventually it's the last day of the season, and that's where we are. And then the real fun begins, and we'll talk all about the postseason and the fun stuff to come. But before we get into any and all of that, I want to remind you to subscribe here on YouTube to Lockdown Sports Atlanta. Click the bell. You get those notifications every time we drop a new episode. You're going to want those on because the postseason's coming. We'll have all kinds of great coverage for you. So leave us likes and comments. We appreciate that. Share the show with a friend and subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, with all of that out of the way, this was quite an eventful night against the Washington Nationals. Not the marquee matchup, not a postseason preview or anything like that, but it just seemed like the Braves had themselves a fun little comeback victory at Truist Park. Yeah, I mean, get a win any way you can. And just, I can't keep up with the records they're breaking at this point. I know we're going to go go through I'll them, try. but it seems like every time somebody gets a hit, it's a record. Every strikeout's a record. It's just been an amazing season for the Braves. It certainly has. And there were quite a few records in this game. The 161st of the year, Atlanta comes back after the Nationals scored the first three runs of the game against Spencer Strider. Hey, the bullpen got busy in that first inning. It was really it kind of remaining to be seen if Spencer was going to be able to work his way out of trouble in that first, but he was able to do so, get the requisite five innings, and pick up his 20th win of the year. Braves, meanwhile, improved to 104-57 and 57 on the season, five runs, 11 hits, no errors, 10 men left on base. Nationals to three runs, all in the first, 10 hits, two errors, and 10 men left aboard for them. They're now 70-91 and 91 as the Washington club. Spencer Strider, 20-5. and five. Jake, we had gone what, two decades without a 20-game winner for the Atlanta Braves. Now we're looking at them in back-to-back years for the first time since the 1990s. Pretty nice little accolade for Spencer Strider there, I would say. It certainly is. And again, to do it in back-to-back seasons. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's a very good team. It's a very good offense. You're going to win that many games. It's going to take both sides. Obviously, Strider's a very good pitcher, and that helps out. But that has pretty much become a team award at this point, getting wins for the pitchers. So uh, again, I think you got to give credit all the way around there. But great job by him. Like you said, Bullpen was up. I mean, he almost didn't make it out of this first inning. Strikes yeah. out the side in mm-hmm. that first inning, uh, but was really rough and settled down. And then just did a really good job after that, even just getting through five innings to qualify for that 20th win. Yeah, and it was kind of a, a little bit of a surprising scenario with the Nationals jumping on him. There was some bad, bad ball luck in that. He wasn't giving up a whole bunch of home runs or anything like that. There was one ball hit off the wall. So the Nationals did get a couple of good pokes at him, but really it was, was well-placed baseballs in that first inning that were kind of starting to unravel on Spencer Strider, despite the fact that he did strike out the side, which I'll get to in a moment. His final line, five innings, three earned runs, six hits, couple of walks, seven strikeouts. He threw 94 pitches in his final start of the regular season. Some folks might have wondered why he was out there to throw 94 pitches. Well, he's not going to throw for another week in terms of in-game action, so not a bad thing to have Spencer at least throw the five innings, get the up-downs, as the Braves have called them, and also the opportunity to make a little bit of history But he did that in the very first inning, Jake. He struck out the side, as you mentioned, surpassing John Smoltz's modern single-season strikeout record for the club of 276. That was set back in 1996 when Smoltz was on his way to winning the Cy Young. 
He also won 20 games that year, 24 as a matter of fact. Uh, but Spencer with a new Braves single season record since 1900, 281 strikeouts, and he gets there in 186 and two-thirds innings. Just an incredible, incredible season when it comes to strikeouts for Spencer Strider. It is. I mean, he is the best strikeout pitcher in the game right now, and it's just completely dominant and doing it mostly with two pitches, which is just still incredible, although he threw some really good change-ups tonight mm -hmm. as well. But, uh, again, just one of the more dominant pitchers when he's on the mound. And, you know, they talked about it. I've heard Smoltz say it. Acuna said it after the game. I think he's going to break even more records here while he's with Atlanta. And it's just, again, amazing what he's able to do. It's two plus-plus pitches with that fastball slider. And as he gets older and he needs to mature, I'm sure he's going to learn another pitch. I can't imagine him not learning something else, but he hasn't needed to really right. in his first two years. So uh, just a great accomplishment for him. I mean, he was on pace at one point to get a 300 strikeouts. Didn't quite reach it this year, but I would not put it past him to do it in the future. Yeah, that would not be surprising at all for me. It could happen as soon as next year, if we're being honest. And, you know, I had a chance to catch up with John Smoltz when he was in town last month. I think I've talked about this a little bit here, but he said he sees other levels for Spencer Strider beyond just the strikeouts because as you just hit the nail on the head, Jake, as he starts to learn different ways to pitch, all of a sudden I think he's going to unlock the ability to go seven, eight innings, which is I think the thing Spencer may want to do the most is simply throw more innings. He's not so much concerned about the strikeouts. And what was crazy is you watched him strike out the side in the first inning. When he tied the record, he kind of disgustingly just tossed the baseball over to the dugout because it's a keepsake, I guess, and they're going to get it authenticated. And then when he struck out the side, it just seemed like he went straight down the steps and uh, may have taken it out on a trash can down there, from what I understand. I was there in the stands, so I didn't get to see any of the TV broadcast on this night. But uh, that aside, Spencer Strider, you know he's passionate about this. I think the Braves are very excited to see what he's both doing and what he may be capable of doing in the future. Meanwhile, the offense was capable of doing a whole bunch of things in this when they jumped on Jordan Weems in relief for the Nationals, who takes a loss in this when he drops to 5-1. and one. The Atlanta bullpen followed Spencer Strider, who finished with four scoreless innings after the three-run first, and the Braves' bullpen was able to keep him scoreless the rest of the way. Rice Iglesias, his 33rd save of the year. But let's talk about how the Braves scored their runs. Austin Riley got him a run in the third inning with a run-scoring single, and then you had a fifth-inning rally that Ozzie Albies drove in the first one, and the three-run homer, the go-ahead blast from Marcelo Zuna, who just continues his resurgent season, his comeback story, 38th homer of the year. That's a career high for him. 96 runs batted in now. That's the most since the 2017 season when he set his career high in home runs and RBI back with the Miami Marlins. Just an incredible turnaround from Marcel, who has come up with quite a few big hits in his trek since about May the 1st of becoming one of the Braves' most productive hitters in this lineup. I know we've said it several times, but it's just crazy to think where he is. I mean, this was a guy that maybe the Braves weren't thinking about it, but certainly fans and even a lot of those who cover the game thought he might not be here much longer with the way that he was playing. And it wasn't just the first month. It was the last two years even yep. that we're talking about that he wasn't playing good. And what a turnaround it has become for him, setting a career high in home runs. Big home run there, too. I mean, obviously to come back, I mean – you talk about Spencer Strider throwing 94 pitches. I think the Rays wanted to give him five innings and give him a chance to win this game, and that home run did that for him. So a big home run right there. Now just to get the win, a game the Braves don't really need, but to get Strider his 20th win. So yeah. uh, just a great job by Azuna, but what a turnaround he has had this season. And again, two-plus seasons where it just looked like he wasn't a competent, much of a competent hitter anymore, and now he's one of the best hitters in the game. Yeah, it simply seemed like the game had passed him by, you know, for a variety of reasons. He was having some troubles both on the field and off the field. And I, I, I agree with you. And from the indications I got, 
you know, the way it looked was that Marcelo Zuna, not too much longer, as the Braves were going to have to activate a handful of players, including, I believe, Travis Darno and Michael Harris off the injured list. There was simply looking like it might be the end of the run for him in a Braves uniform. But he went down to Miami, all of a sudden got red hot and has not cooled off since. It's been an incredible part of the Braves lineup success to have another nearly 40 home run hitter in that order. In addition to what Ron Lacuna Jr., Matt Olson, Austin Riley, guys you expect to have those big numbers, you're kind of wondering with Marcel, because as you mentioned, you know, you go look at the last couple of years, 21 and 22 put together, he was one of the two or three least valuable players in terms of just about every metric in all of baseball. So an incredible turnaround for Marcel Ozuna. We'll talk a little bit more about the Braves offense because that guy, Ron Lacuna Jr., he was making a little bit of history on this night as well. But I got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time as they are the sponsor of this edition of the Braves postcast. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You buy those tickets in a matter of seconds, couple of taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to look for that email to find the tickets. So snag them without the stress over at Game Time. You download that Game Time app, create the account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Create that account, redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off that first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Meanwhile, Ron Lacuna Jr. at the top of the Braves order back in there after only a couple of plate appearances in the opener on Friday. He and the rest of the crew were very busy and, and doing the full nine here on Saturday night. Two for three, two walks, two runs scored, a stolen base, a double, a little bit of everything for Ronald. He's at 149 runs scored, one more. He'd become the first player to score 150 or more runs in 23 years and only the second to do it since 1950. But talk about a little history. How about stolen base number 73? He passes Otis Nixon for the single season record as far as modern franchise records for the Atlanta Braves. Yet another one belongs to Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, an incredible season. And again, it seems like every time he gets a hit, steals a base, whatever, he is doing something that's never been done before in a season. And it's just been that type of year for him. And it's just, you know, we're at the end of the year here and things are winding down and these games don't matter. And his numbers just get better. I mean, he's 338 now. I mean, he's approaching yeah. 340, that OPS well over 1,000 now. I mean, two more hits. You mentioned the run scored. I mean, it's just incredible what he's doing, getting on base. It's just all year long from Ronald, and I can't wait to see what he's got in store for the postseason. Maybe got one more, more game level, we'll see how many at-bats he gets, but uh, just an incredible season from start to finish for Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, it really has been. He's been batting over 300, I believe, since the third day of the season and had an on-base percentage over 400 since, I think, the 10th day of the season. So this has just been pretty much from the drop of the hat, and, and as soon as the you know, the flag went down and said, all right, off to the race as we go. We got 162 of these things. What's Ronald Acuna Jr. going to look like this year after coming in with, I think, some questions, you know, at least on the outside, about what kind of player he was going to be after that down year, that outlier of a season that 2022 was that, by the way, is probably a pretty good year by most other players' standards, but it wasn't Ronald Acuna Jr.'s standard. And now we're seeing that standard is far and away beyond anything that we could have imagined or simulated in a computer or, or a video game or what have you. It's just been absolutely crazy fun to watch and all of those things. And I, I think you're absolutely right. And I know that there have been a number of different Braves and Brian Snicker that have mentioned this over the past few weeks. It's going to be exciting, Jake, to watch Ron Lacuna Jr. be a part of this playoff run. I know he was around last year, but I'm talking about this version of Ron Lacuna Jr., the healthy supernova version that we're seeing. I'm very excited to see what he's going to be able to do on that October stage. 
Yeah, me as well. And I think all of baseball is. I mean, again, if you enjoy the sport of baseball, you enjoy watching the best players play on the biggest stage. I think you got to be glued into what Acuna's doing. He seems to love that moment. And again, this version of him, I think in 2021, had he stayed healthy, obviously everything worked out, everything worked out for the Braves that year, but he was having you know this type of season and we didn't get to see that. So hopefully this season we will get to see him in the postseason doing some special things. Yeah, and who in the world knows how 2021 would have played out? We never will. We know how it did, so that should be fine. But I think Ronald Cooney <laughs> Jr. would like to be involved with a few of these, and I think the Braves would like to go ahead and do that thing quite a few times. So we'll see what they're able to do with this October run. They want to get this all figured out over the next week. they got one more regular season game to go before they'll call it a year and then head into October and start the second season, if you want to call it that, and the most important games that they're going to play, and it's going to be interesting to watch them as they prepare for this next week. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. But Sunday's Game 3 against the Washington Nationals will be left-hander Dylan Dodd, and then I would imagine a few bullpen guys will be on the ready for that just to get the Braves through that final nine innings. Dodd coming back up from Triple A Gwinnett is 2-2 two and two on the year, 762 ERA. Jackson Rutledge, a right-hander, will be on the mound for the Nationals, making his fourth appearance. He's 1-1 one one with an ERA of 6. The Braves saw him not long ago in the most recent series between these two clubs up in Washington. Uh, not a whole lot of, I guess, intrigue and excitement about this final matchup. But, you know, the Braves have a chance to win one more series and head into their few days of waiting to see who they're going to see in the NLDS because that's uh, really what's next for this club. It's just the preparation for those big games we've talked about. Yeah, you do have one more big record out there that they might break. This would be the record I thought they would easily break coming into the weekend is the single-season team home run record. But now they got to hit three in the final game of the season. Certainly something they can do. But, again, I don't know how long the starters will be in this game because the biggest thing is just making sure nobody gets hurt in this one, get them rested, get them out of there, and then get ready for the postseason. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna, the 305th home run by the Braves overall this season. And as Jake mentioned, the Minnesota Twins record, they're just two away from it, so maybe they could match it at the very least. It'd be impressive nonetheless because we're talking about a totally different type of year than the 2019 juiced ball that uh, brought so much uh, just discussion after that season was over. This Braves team, though, has generated a lot of discussion itself because of the all-out onslaught that it's been all year long. So it'd be cool to see maybe just one more record, one big team record as we head into, I guess, what you call a, a bye week, I guess, for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Be that as it may, Sunday, game three, and the season finale as well. Dylan Dodd against Jackson Rutledge, 310 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Truist Park. So be sure you check all that out. And be sure you are riding along with us here throughout the postseason on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll bring these Braves postcasts to you after each and every postseason game. We're excited about that. We'll be wrapping up the season, of course, with you on Sunday. But make sure you got those alerts enabled so that you'll get the notifications every time we drop a new episode. Leave us a like and a comment. Share the show with a friend. And make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, the final score for the Braves, a comeback win, 5-3. to three, The final score, Spencer Strider becomes the Braves' uh, first or the Braves' latest 20-game winner mm. and sets the single-season strikeout record with 281 now of those. And Ron Lacuna Jr., just a little bit more history. 73 steals. That's a new Braves record as well. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you next time. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 